0: going on everybody we're back for season two of the spring league edition of uh booth review this year we're going to be covering both the usfl and the xfl the xfl kicks off this weekend uh jumping right into it after the uh super bowl as always i'm your host devin primrose joined by my good buddy the sultan of spice himself Mr. Peter Strauss, what's going on, man? Not much.
1: Just riding off that KC Super Bowl win, but we have already recorded that episode, and we are moving on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we're, we're jumping into the XFL, which is something that we haven't covered on this uh, podcast because it hasn't been around. Uh, it's the. I guess this is technically like iteration number three, um, because you had the one way back in the day started by Vince McMahon, then he brought it back in 2020, uh, and that kind of fell apart because COVID ruined everything. Um, but I said it in uh, the, the last episode of the NFL version of Booth Review that this has been the, my most favorite one to watch out of out of the AAF, out of the USFL, uh, the XFL. The XFL is my favorite. I thought the play was the best. Um, you had packed-out stadiums, D.C. packed-out stadiums for, for the defenders, um, and I think it's going to be fun, man. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, it is like NFL season's over. Oh, but we still get football, so... That's nice. His USFL last year there was a couple of months. Like it started right before, right after the draft. Um so we had some time there, but this is like we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get some football this weekend. So and hopefully we get some hopefully we get some great games. Uh, I, I like I the lineup of the games so yeah, far. I, so
0: I I think I think we will. Um, and if, if if you don't know where to find them, you can find them on the ESPN networks. Um, they will be on ESPN, ESPN Plus. I think they're on ESPN Plus, um, ABC, and FX. I believe will be another provider, which is kind of kind of weird. Um, but yeah, ESPN, ABC, and FX. Those will be your channels to look for. Um, but yeah, we've got. A couple of different rules in the XFL versus the NFL, for those that do not know. Um, there, there's some there's some fun ones. Uh, which, which one's your favorite one, Pete? I
1: am most interested in the kickoff change, mainly because it's the most different from the NFL as well as the USFL. Um, and it seems like yeah. the most, quote, extreme rule change that we're going to get, where <laughs> the kickoff the kicking team and the return team are only five yards apart and the kicking team is kicking from the opponent's 35 yard line. So mm-hmm. you definitely get some options of like, you can just kick a low fastball and hope it hits somebody. And, you know, it, it might cause some, uh, some more turnovers. It's definitely going to cause them, I think to play kickoffs more, Yeah, which is cool. Cause returns are always cool. Um, there's was just a big return, not to you know go back to the Super Bowl, but I literally stood up and high fived my wife on that Kadarius Tony return. So <laughs> returns are fun. Returns are fun, and we should get to see more of them. So yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I that's one thing I've hated about what the NFL has done over the last, I guess, decade now, to where they've really just tried to phase out. Um, kickoffs to where they're just ultra safe. You don't see a ton of returns. Every now and again, you you'll see one, but there's not there's not like it's not as electric of a play as it has been in the past. Um, and the XFL said, hey, we're bringing that back. Bring back the electricity. So I'm 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 here for that. Uh, I think my favorite is the the point afters. Um, there's no longer kicking, and when it comes to point after attempts. Um, you get three options. You can either go for a one-point conversion, a two-point conversion, or a three-point conversion. Uh, and I think that I think that makes it interesting, man. Like I I think that the ability to to be down by nine points and still technically be a one-possession game, I think, is that, that kind of changes the 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 f- like the feel of the game. And then also on the flip side, if you want to be ultra aggressive, you could go up twenty-seven points on three possessions um, instead of, you know, traditionally 28 on four possessions. Um, So I think, I think that it adds a a nice little other layer to the game um, that I'm excited to to watch.
1: Yeah. And I do think the, makes you earn the extra points a little more. And if you have to run a play anyway, that might entice, you know, people to at least go for, or two more if it's like okay we got this play it can definitely work from the one yard line it'll probably work from the five yard line um right so it can cause some more aggressiveness that way too because not everybody can can QB sneak like Jalen Hurts not everybody can squat 600 pounds so <laughs> get,
0: get a little Listen,
1: creative it, and tricky in the end zone
0: I, I, know, I know this is not NFL podcast but like it's gotta be crazy to be a defensive player for the Kansas City Chiefs and knowing what is going to happen on within within when they're within They've a yard or a yard right? and a half, they did it like what four or five times in that game at least. Yeah, so like you knew what they were going to do and you couldn't stop it. And that's got to be crazy to be a defensive player line up and be like, We know what's coming, we know what's going to happen here, like, but we can't stop it, there's nothing we can do. There was one one of them. Chris Jones jumped over
1: yeah. the offensive line and got and to still, Hurst, didn't, still and didn't just carried him into the end zone. It was like, what else can you do <laughs> not yeah. to stay on that game too long? But it's that yeah. play like if they can it's keep crazy. that play going there, it's unstoppable.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, for those that watched the XFL three years ago when it was back in uh, iteration 2.0, I'm going to call this iteration 3.0, um, most of the teams are returning. Uh, in, the, in the XFL North division, you've got the DC Defenders, which I loved three years ago. Uh, you have the Seattle Sea Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and weirdly, the Vegas Vipers in the... XFL North. Um, Vegas is kind of a new team. They were the Tampa Bay Vipers three years ago. They just happened to relocate to Vegas. In the South Division, you have the Arlington Renegades, which were called the Dallas Renegades three years ago. The Houston Roughnecks, which were probably my favorite. That was P.J. Walker going off and having you know a fantastic season with them. And then you have... The Orlando Guardians, which moved from New York down to Orlando, and new team on the block is the San Antonio Brahmas, which I think is an awesome name, and I'm ecstatic that San Antonio is getting a football team because uh four years ago at this point, when the AAF, AAF came around, they had a San Antonio team, and that city loved that team, and they packed out that stadium uh, made a lot of noise. So I'm excited to see a Brahma's home game and see what that, that crowd looks like. Um, But yeah, I, I I'm excited, man. You want to just run through these real quick and and just kind of look at some of the more recognizable names on the teams.
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, what I find interesting is how many USFL guys seem to have kind of abandoned ship and, there's a, handful, I, yeah. there's a lot, especially quarterbacks. I feel like half of the starters or at least like people there's who a started lot. a game. You know, have come over.
0: One um, one of the names, one of the names that came over initially was Brian Scott, who was the Philadelphia Stars starter before he did, got that uh, leg injury, where Case Cook has came over and, and and took over for him. He initially also came over to the XFL, but he got released. A week ago, I believe, maybe even two weeks ago. Um, so I'm hoping he's back in the USFL because that kid's too talented not to be in one of these leagues.
1: Yeah, that is. I'm wondering what team did he sign on in the XFL. I don't. I don't would... remember. I don't remember. Because I'm looking uh, at the names and I'm like, I can't imagine any of these guys. Like he, Case Cookis was already one of the most talented people in the USFL, and half of these quarterbacks were there. So it's like, yeah, who? Which of these guys did they think was more talented than him? Because
0: yeah. Well, let's also, just start it was with Ben DiNucci
1: the... or AJ McCarron, like the guys with actual NFL experience? But
0: yeah. Well, let's just start with the the Arlington Renegades. Uh, I think the the two most recognizable names for people that have listened to our podcast before would probably be quarterback Kyle Slaughter um, and tight end Sal Canella both of those guys were together uh with the New Orleans Breakers in the USFL and they both come over and they're on the same team with the Arlington Renegades. Um not a ton of recognizable names outside of those guys. I don't think not that I can see anyways.
1: Yeah, I was looking through a lot of the rosters. I was I mean, my like history and especially on the defensive defensive side of the ball isn't as extensive as i feel like gears are or Blake's is hard at,
0: yeah,
1: yeah but deep. um yeah kyle sloater immediately if if you guys watched last year the new orleans breakers um are my usfl team although the uh memphis <laughs> steamrollers are is that what they're called i can't remember at this point
0: Showboats. showboats
1: showboats, showboats is a great name and I don't want to, I don't want to be like that guy that like bandwagons year to year to different teams. So I'm trying not to <laughs> stray away from my breakers. But if there's like, it's like that meme where it's like the, you know, who you're with versus like who they tell you not to be afraid of. And that's just the show <laughs> yeah. votes right there.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm with you, man.
1: But no, but Kyle Sloater, um had a great year with the breakers. He had a lot of, he, he was kind of like the Jameis Winston, I feel like of, uh, the USFL where he had a lot of yards but also a lot of turnovers yeah. but I mean he was the velocity he could put on some of those balls that he threw were unbelievably fast And He, uh,
0: looked, he looked good though man I, I I felt good about him with this Renegades team. Um, the head coach for the Renegades is Bob Stoops which he was the head coach three years ago um, in XFL 2.0 and most people recognize him as, for his time at oklahoma in college football um so i think i think he will be a good fit yeah
1: and having a familiar target as a tight end too always definitely
0: always yes. helps
1: so um for sure i think he'll have um, fun there the xfl maybe he'll fit how fast he throws the ball that might might be a fun time with that if you can sure. kyle sloeder i feel like you got to take advantage of a double pass with him to like how quickly he could get a ball on a screen pass if you can get a receiver, he can throw the ball. I don't know that's yeah. just that's just me, but
0: yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. looking at the d c defenders uh a couple couple recognizable names Jordan tayamu uh has very little NFL experience but he's floated around the spring leagues um three years ago he was with the St Louis Battle Hawks he was with the bandits Tampa Bay bandits
1: who are no longer a team yes,
0: yep, yep. Um, and he's he's solid. Um, I do wonder if he's going to be the starter all season for them, because um, Derek King's not bad, and Eric Dungey is decent. Dungey was also an XFL 2.0, um, but outside of outside of him, again, not not a ton of recognizable name. Reggie Northrop is a recognizable name at linebacker. He was in the USFL last year, um, I believe, with the Gamblers. I think. I believe. Um, but yeah, DC, uh, I don't know how I feel about this team they have currently. Um, that was my team of choice three years ago. They were a lot of fun. Um, but I don't know how I feel about them currently.
1: Yeah, Te'amu, by the end of the year at the USFL, I was kind of sold on him. Like I think even when we talked about awards, because like, you knew the awards and I didn't. And I kind of just... Took offensive player of the year to just give Taeami a shout out because by the end of the year, he was leading or in second place in a lot of categories on a team that was yeah. bad. Like yeah. the Bandits were not a good football team.
0: That's but true. he,
1: by the end of the year, he kind of shined through it. And maybe if he has some more talent around him on this DC defenders team and a crowd like, like you said, DC is, uh, Erkin for a fun team to watch because they, with the drama they, they, they all them. had this year um yeah. I think with a crowd behind him you know he could maybe get back to his XFL 2.0 glory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Moving over to the Houston Roughnecks. Uh this is a team that when XFL 2.0 ceased its operations, they were 5 and 0. They were undefeated. They were the, the the big man on campus in that league. Um, and I don't know if it's going to continue over into 3.0. They've changed coaches. Wade Phillips is the head coach for them now, um, formerly head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, was he head coach? Yeah, he was head coach there briefly, I believe. Um, yeah. And then uh, as far as big names playing for them, again, not a ton. Uh, the most recognizable name would be Brandon Silvers. He's floated around the spring leagues. um I want to say he was in the USFL, but I don't remember who he played for. Uh, it's not not a ton of uh, recognizable talent um, jumping off the page for this team.
1: Yeah, the only... Uh, I just looked at their quarterback because he has a fun name, Caleb Ellaby. It's just like, yeah. um, <laughs> but no, it doesn't even... I don't think he even started all of his years in college. I think he was at... Western Michigan. And I think he was at Notre Dame for a year. Yeah. Um, which that year, I mean, he, he was okay. Three, 3,277 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, six picks like uh, for Notre Dame. Who's normally for some reason in talks for college football playoffs. Like, like that's not a bad season, but we'll see how yeah. that transfers. Um, see how that transfers into an actual, professionally because i don't think he's played anywhere else yet he was undrafted in 2022 and i don't think he's even signed at all as far as i can see so
0: yeah makes sense makes sense well let's go on down to uh orlando we got the orlando guardians um paxton lynch recognizable name he played in, in the league some he was in the usfl for the panthers uh and then DeAndre francois is his backup who was also in the previous version of the XFL, I believe. Um, and he, he ain't half bad at quarterback. Some wide receiver names might we might recognize Eli Rogers has played in spring leagues before. Um, a name to watch Andrew Jamil. He was in FCF, um, fan control football. Mm, oh, maybe last year, but at least two years ago, he's really solid. Um, to my credit, I pointed out that Kevontae Turpin was in the FCF, uh, and Kevontae Turpin went off and won the USFL MVP and then went and played with the Dallas Cowboys this season. Um, so, I don't want to, buy own but but maybe Andrew Jamil will have a good year if I say he will. We'll see. Uh, another recognizable name would be Matt Elam at safety. Uh, he was a safety for the Ravens for about four years and was pretty decent, pretty decent, I'd say.
1: Yeah, the only thing that worries me about this Orlando Orlando Guardians team is it kind of feels like the Michigan Panthers with the USFL, where it's like it's Paxton Lynch and another quarterback who's pretty good. And it's yes. like, oh, yeah, they're in the best situation to succeed. And then yeah. they had 18 different quarterbacks by the end of the season. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, they're, they're mm, I don't know, they're not one of the teams that's high on my radar. I'll say that.
1: Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Maybe this is Pax and Lynch's uh comeback year, so.
0: Yeah. As we yeah. all know last year was not. <laughs> we will see. Uh going out to San Antonio for the Brahmas, not much talent at all recognizable on this on this roster, but the coach by Heinz Ward, which is gonna be fun to watch. And it's a great mascot, great name. Um I have a good feeling about them. Uh, It's tough because we obviously know nothing going into the season, Uh, but I have a good feeling about them. Um, The one big recognizable name that I see is Kellen Bollage. He played briefly in the NFL. Um, He was drafted in the fourth round by the Dolphins uh, in 2018, played for a couple of teams. Um, I think most NFL, at least fantasy players, would recognize his name. Um but outside of that it's this kind of slim pickings outside of that on this roster.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the QB for them. Um it looks like at the top of their list is a guy named Jack Cohn, who I might have yep. I might have been wrong. Uh B, I think, just played at Western Michigan because uh Jack Cohn played at Notre Dame, although I'm yep. looking on ESPN and I don't see any stats for um for him, he was unsigned, or he was signed free agent, undrafted with the Colts, but I think he was only on the practice squad.
0: Yeah, um, in college, in college at Notre Dame, um, in twenty twenty one, he went eleven and two, sixty five and a half percent completion percentage, just over three thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns, seven picks. That's that. ain't, that ain't bad for a player for. This Notre might Dame. just be. This is just only showing his NFL then. yeah 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 he uh he signed with the colts as an undrafted free agent um after the draft last year um but but way was waived in the preseason but he he could definitely be a guy to watch he could be he could be fun probably has
1: something to prove like he never got he was on a team but never got a chance despite the colts starting every quarterback they had um at one point in the season um And especially with a guy like Hines Ward, a coach like we've seen. uh, I feel like we've had two really good examples of like a way kind of a former player with limited coaching experience can go like Deion Sanders did a great job with uh, was it Jackson State that he was at last year and now he's at Colorado. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Um, And then the opposite, obviously, Jeff Saturday with the Colts, not a good one. Yeah, Um, but I think Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward. I don't know what it is. Just something about him is like that's gonna be fun.
0: That's gonna be the energy.
1: San Antonio's about to have a good time. The Brahmas might be my team this year for the XFL because I didn't really have one a few years ago. So we'll
0: we'll see. I think I think there'll be a lot of fun. Um, Going out to Seattle, we've got quarterback Ben DiNucci. I think a lot of people recognize his name from his brief stint with the Dallas Cowboys um, in a backup role there. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, the fact that he has NFL talent or NFL, uh, I say NFL talent, but NFL playing time uh, probably bodes well to playing in a spring league. I feel like you're probably one step up on, on most guys um, and probably Everybody should recognize this guy's name. Josh Gordon is playing wide receiver. Yes, the same Josh Gordon that got suspended uh, for, I believe, a whole season from the NFL for smoking the weed. Uh, He is making his way around the Spring League. I feel like he hasn't been super successful in the Spring Leagues, um, which is unfortunate because he he was killer for that first year um, in the NFL. But we'll see. Yeah. what happens he
1: was uh he was on the chiefs the last couple of years like on yep. and off the roster and then i think he just missed out on a super bowl ring because he was on our practice squad and i think we waived him before i don't remember how early in the season mm. it was but i don't think he was still on the practice squad yeah he's definitely season ended so
0: he's definitely tried making an nfl comeback multiple times because he was with the chiefs um the patriots signed him there for a minute uh obviously it was with the browns back when when he got the initial suspension um and like i say he's floated around i think every spring league at this point um so we'll see we'll see what happens i mean it is
1: fitting that he's on a team in the state where uh his favorite yeah. activity is legal so oh yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> It kind of kind of worked out for him to be up in seattle i guess um well, let's go out to St. Louis for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, this is a team that also was having a pretty good run three years ago um, before everything got shut down. The biggest name, AJ McCarron, was the uh, you know, he had a great college career um for Alabama, went into the NFL, played a little bit around the NFL. Uh he's he's an older guy though. He's 32. Still trying to keep it going in in the spring league. I do wonder how long that's going to last. Um, I don't know. I don't know how good he's going to be. Um, not a ton of other big names. Again, I'm going to point to a player that you should watch, and that's Austin Prowell. Uh, that's another guy that was in FCF that looked very good um, as a wide receiver. So maybe I'll go two for two with Andrew Jamil and Austin Prowell. Uh, picking those guys. Yeah.
1: seems like AJ McCarron just kind of just missed the like when Alabama quarterback started to get good cuz like obviously Jalen Hurts was there for a little bit before Oklahoma uh to uh I I know we argue about this. I'm not ready to call elite, but he is at least good whenever his head's off the ground. Yeah. Um Mac Jones is good. He had a really good rookie season and uh I don't think everything that happened with the Patriots this season was his fault. I think that's more just, they didn't have an offensive coordinator. Um, and so AJ McCarron is just kind of like, just missed that era of like Alabama, finally having great NFL tier quarterbacks, but you know, this, he might see this as a last chance, um, and might have a fire under him. And, uh, St. Louis is a good football town and Battlehawks is a great name. I feel like they're going to have a lot of good fans. And again, I feel like, I feel like especially in a spring league, like when you don't expect there to be a huge crowd, like that first few games when you get, if you can get those guys behind you and have that energy throughout the season, yeah. I feel like that's big. So we'll see if you yeah. can do it.
0: And uh, finish it off with the Vegas Vipers. Um, this, is, this is probably going to be my team to watch in the... Uh, in the north, it's really weird that Vegas is in the north, but that's just how it <laughs> shakes out. Um, they, I think, have probably the most talent on paper that it looks like, and they've also got Rod Woodson as their head coach. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. But they have Brett Hundley, who was a backup in the NFL, um, played behind some some decent quarterbacks, uh, and and Luis Perez, who was with the who was he with last year the generals he
1: was on the generals with um yeah they were like the the duo kind of quarterback yeah
0: johnson i think was his last name oh man you're gonna make me look it up i don't remember um who i think was he was
1: with the what i think he was the better quarterback of the two but um it still it still worked for them
0: yes deandre johnson um, yeah. Johnson, yeah, yeah, the Generals were a lot of fun. Luis Perez was was solid. I mean, I think I think Perez was the better passer, but DeAndre Johnson was more electric of of a playmaker. Um and it was weird seeing them operate in a two quarterback system, but they made it work. Um Perez has had success in other spring leagues. He was in the AAF, he was in the 2.0 iteration of of XFL. He's been around for a minute. Uh, I think he's got He's got, like, a level of talent that I think is probably just below NFL talent. Like, he's very good, but not good enough to be, like, really even a stable NFL backup. Um, But I think he'll have a lot of fun in this league, uh, especially given the talent level of his receiving core. He has Geronimo, Geronimo Allison, who made some noise with the Packers, went over to the Lions, then kind of fizzled out, um, as most players do when they go to Detroit. Uh, <laughs> and then, although not anymore, not anymore, yeah, time Turner. And then he's got Martavis Bryant, who was a Steelers wide receiver, um, and Jeff Badette who was with the Dallas Renegades three years ago, um, and I think it will be pretty solid. Uh, and then on the defensive side, they have Vic Beasley, Vic Beasley was a solid linebacker for at least a year in Atlanta, Um, and then he kind of fizzled out as well. Um, But I feel like this is the team to watch in the North.
1: Yeah, I am interested to see if, uh, especially Luis Perez watching him in the USFL last year, because it did seem like towards the end they were favoring DeAndre Johnson more as he developed as a passer. And so I don't know if that's something that's still on Luis Perez's mind or if he's just going out because it seemed like towards the end of the season Luis Perez was just kind of brought out to like make them think some kind of big pass was going to happen but he was just like he was just super accurate at least in the short game and um, if these receivers can get open and they can just find a way to drain the clock like the generals did like I feel like that's where Luis Perez kind of shines is in that slow burn type of game Um, and yeah. we'll see if that's what they want to do with the receivers that they have, because they might just bring. You said Brent Huntley you might just bring him yep. in instead to do some wild, some wild stuff.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, so who? So based off of the limited amount of knowledge that we have, uh, and obviously not seeing any of these teams play yet, who are you picking from the north? Who are you picking from the south? To face each other in the championship.
1: Um, the South, I'm gonna go with the with the Brahmas. I just this is a heart pick. Um, Heinz Ward is awesome. The San Antonio is a great city that I feel like loves because like, they have they have hockey and basketball. Right, that's really all.
0: Um, Do they, they don't have, have hockey they don't, they don't have hockey they have basketball, and I believe that is uh that's it I have, feel like anything the with the, anything with
1: the San Antonio because because my wife is from there, and yeah, she hasn't been back there in ten or fifteen years, but it's like I don't know something about people from San Antonio, it's like anything that San antonio like that's theirs, like remember the alamo right I mean that's just and, that's
0: just Texas in general. <laughs> and um
1: I don't know. I just think this team's gonna the fans are gonna rally around, Heinz Ward's gonna rally around. They have like I feel like they're underestimated because they don't have a lot of flashy big names like some of the other teams do. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're gonna come out and kick some butt. That's what I think's gonna happen. You. So I I'm think the you. Brahmas from the South and um, I think I'm going to go with the sea dragons. I liked Ooh, what I saw from Ben okay. Denucci. I liked what I saw from Ben Denucci when he was with the Cowboys. The very limited time he got to play, like as a third string, he wasn't obviously like right. Brock Purdy backup level, but he was he was decent. And um, Josh Gordon, if he's not too high, is a great weapon to have could possibly be like one of the top five receivers in this league if not the, the best one yeah. despite his age um and that's just that's just what my heart is, uh, is telling me because like I saw Te'amu Tia, T- last year and as much as like I feel like he did get better I just don't know if he's going to be like still at that level AJ McCarron is a little old the vipers, yeah. the vipers. I feel like are
0: a trap. <laughs> so, Ooh. interesting, um, interesting. Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm picking the Brahmas as well in the South. Um, I just, I like similarly to you. I have a good feeling about them. I don't know what it is. I just feel like they're <coughs> going to be a fun team to follow. And hopefully, you know, three weeks into it, they're not zero and three and looking terrible. Um, because I want to root for this team. I, I. Love everything about it. I love the city. I love the 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 logo with the mascot. I love the the coaching decision of of hiring uh Heinz Ward as the coach. Uh I think it's gonna be a ton of fun. Uh so I'm with you. I'm also picking the Brahmas in the South. I'm going Vegas in the north though, man. I just feel like there's so much talent there. And again, I like the coaching hire of Rod Woodson. Um I think that that could be a really fun team as well. Um, so I'm picking Vegas. San Antonio for my championship game. And I don't know. Yeah, who I'm I mean, to win,
1: <laughs> I definitely don't blame me. Like the the Vipers do have a lot of talent, and I don't know if it's just like we got burned thinking a Vegas team was going to be good in the NFL season. And oh so, yeah,
0: that, I mean, that is true. So we also we also there, got but... burned. We also got burned last year thinking the Panthers were going to be a lot better than they were. The Michigan Panthers would be a lot better yeah. than they were uh, because of I'm the head coach and quarterback room.
1: I'm weary of the teams that look the most stacked. Like That's like fair. The, the Sea Dragons have big names, but they're names that are also like I feel like people think are washed. Yeah. And like they, they might have something more to prove of like we're getting up there, let's get this in, let's prove ourselves.
0: Yeah, and um, and to and to your point, you know, I I talk about the talent level on paper of this Vegas Vipers team, but like, if those guys are as talented as I think they will be in a spring league, you would think they would still be on an in in NFL roster, which they're not. So yeah. that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Who so, you got? Yeah. Who you got? Winning it? Uh,
1: let it be the Brahmas. Just do it.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't I'm know like, if they're it's... still writing
1: the script for the XFL, but <laughs> <laughs> just do it.
0: I'm with you. I, I I I would love to see the Brahmas win. So I'm um, I'm 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 picking them as well. Let's let's do it. Um as much as I don't like when,
1: when we agree on the show, it just feels like picking anyone else just feels wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know why, but
0: well, let's uh, let's hit these games real quick and make some picks. And uh, for the first time in the XFL edition of the podcast, I say let's get picky with him, man.
1: Am I supposed to do one, or are you playing a thing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I was not playing the music. I was fully expecting uh, some some form of it from you, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you a pass for week one, but just know, moving forward, I'm expecting something. Man, I thought the pressure was gonna be off. <laughs> I can't let you I can't let you get off that easy, man. <laughs> well, I'll I'll oh. do all
1: na 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 getting picky with it. Devin wrote a whole sound for this, but we're not using it because he wants to
0: torture me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> starting us off in week one, Saturday, February 18th at 3 p.m. over on ABC, we have the Vegas Vipers traveling down to Arlington to face the Arlington Renegades at Choctaw Stadium, which is the old ballpark in Arlington, the old ballpark where the Texas Rangers played um, It's now Choctaw Stadium, and it's being converted to a football field of sorts. Gotta go Vegas in this one, man. I just, again, I feel like they're the the more talented team on paper. I like this Arlington team. I think this is actually a really good game to kick it off, because I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm hopeful it's a lot of fun. Um, It'd be really bad to start off this season with a dud, when presumably you'll have all these eyes on on the product, especially being on on ABC. Um, But... Hopefully it's a good one. I've got Vegas. Who you got, man? I,
1: and a lot of the reason for this is because it is the first game. It is the kickoff game for the XFL. And there's a lot of football fans in the Dallas Arlington area. And I think they are going to fill that place up. They're going to make a lot of noise. And Maybe. Kyle Slaughter he was better in the first half of last year than he was in the second half. And I think the Renegades are going to take that whole field mid- home field advantage and run with it. I don't think the Vipers are going to lose a lot of games, but I do think they're going to have a slow start. and I think the Renegades are going to take it.
0: That's fair. It, listen, it'll, it'll be fun watching uh, Luis Perez, Kyle Slaughter matchup again, man. I'm, yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I actually making that pick. I forgot that Kyle Sluder was the quarterback for the Renegades, even though we literally just talked about it 15 minutes ago. Um, but but yeah, I yeah I, I'm I'm hopeful it's a fun game. Um, I don't know if the fans will pack out that stadium. Three years ago, Dallas did not do a good job of coming out there for the XFL. So we'll see what happens in in 3.0 versus 2.0, but. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm hopeful. I, hopefully, because I know that for whatever reason, this was a major complaint last year with the USFL. People always wanted to complain about, well, there's nobody in the seats there. I get that, but I'm hopeful that uh, that doesn't. People watched the people.
1: whole NFL season with nobody in the stands, though. I like agree. we still watched the I agree. NFL and still COVID watched
0: happened. it. It's this. There's like there's still a product on the field. Watch the product. Don't pay attention to how many people are in the stands. Um, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm hopeful that it, that stadium doesn't look too empty on TV, but we'll see. We'll see. Moving on to Houston on Saturday night at 8:30 over on ESPN and FX. We got the Orlando Guardians heading out to Houston to take on the Roughnecks. Uh, Hopefully, this Roughnecks team is as good as three years ago because, man, was that team fun to watch with P.J. Walker. Um, But P.J. Walker ain't there no more. It's a new era in Houston, and the Guardians are looking to make a statement in Week 1. I think I'm going to pick, man... I think I'm gonna pick the roughnecks in this one to get it done. Um I don't love that pick. This is a this is tough to pick knowing very little about these teams. Um uh, but I think I'm gonna pick the roughnecks just because I like that the idea of that team more. Who you got, man?
1: Yeah, I'm the opposite because with the <laughs> with the USFL. I don't trust Houston to win football games. Oh, yeah, that's fair. It's on go with the Orlando Guardians. And, and not just that, but the ex- experience, and I know it didn't work necessarily for him in the USFL, but um, Paxton Lynch having that experience uh, versus Caleb Ellaby, who, I mean, basically t- has taken a year off from football because he right. didn't play after he was drafted or play after his his first year of college was over um, I think that experience will make enough of a difference here for I don't think it'll be like a blowout but I just think when it comes down to the fourth quarter who's going to get the job done who's going to not turn the ball over at the end of the game and I think Paxton Lynch has the experience to win that match yeah
0: yeah we will see We'll see. I can't I mean I I really can't argue with your logic at all because we know nothing. We We know know nothing zilch about this. Maybe Um, I'm just disagreeing with you for fun because
1: you're you're saying your picks first.
0: I have a feeling that we're gonna be in agreement on this next one. On Sunday at three PM over on ABC, we have the St. Louis Battlehawks traveling down to the Alamo Dome in San Antonio to take on the San Antonio brahmas uh i think that this is gonna be an easy one for both of us to pick Um, we both just picked them to make the championship game um i'm going with the brahmas who you got man
1: yeah give me give me the brahmas again not no good reason but i just again i think san antonio are like we have a sports team yeah let's you know let's go these are guys they got heinz ward as their coach
0: I I think that stadium's going to be fired up, though, too, because, like I said, four years ago, when the AAF rolled around, they had a team in San Antonio, the San San Antonio Commanders. Now, it did help that the San Antonio Commanders were actually pretty decent. Um, I went to one AAF game between the San Antonio Commanders and the Atlanta Legends, I think they were called, Um, and the Commanders, like, blew out the Legends. It wasn't even close. It was, like... 44 to three. It was ridiculous. Um, So like I said, it helps when you have actually have a decent team, but that stadium was rocking, man. They, they were there for some football. They loved it. Um, And they were very supportive of that team. And it's been four years since then. I think that, that they want something to cheer for. Um, So I think they will be out there for the Brahmas. And, and I think, I think it's going to be a fun environment.
1: Yeah. I'm sad. Um, I'm going to a concert in Columbia that night, so I won't be able to watch. But I'll, I'll oh, definitely man. check what out the you, highlights. What are you doing? It's the Wonder Years. I got to.
0: <laughs> well, well, you ain't got to. You can always just wonder how good they are. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's let's finish off the weekend at 8 p.m. up in our nation's capital of DC. Over on ESPN, we have the Seattle Sea Dragons. Crossing across the United States to take on the DC defenders. Um I I don't know who I want to pick here. I might go hmm 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 hmm. hmm. Do I go Seattle or do I stick with DC? You know what? I'm gonna pick DC in this one. Uh mainly because I think you're probably going to take Seattle and it helps out when we disagree. But also, I like D I like I like the idea of this D this DC team. DC was my initial pick uh, for my team three years ago. Um, me and our buddy Shane were looking at going to a DC game before everything shut down uh, because that stadium looked like such a fun environment. They they were selling out um, out Howdy Field in DC, which granted, it's only like a twenty thousand cap. Field, but twenty thousand people for an XFL game is pretty dang good. Um, So I think that 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 city wants to support the XFL and wants to show up for this team. Um, And I think that you know if you got fans rooting for you, you probably tend to play better. So I'm picking DC. Who you got, man?
1: You know, it's funny is I did write down the DC defenders. But now since you picked them. <laughs> yeah. Um no, let's let's ride the Danucci train. It's a fun name to say. It's a fun name to say and they're a fun team. And uh <clears throat> I don't know. It's gonna feel like the afternoon to them because they're from the West Coast. So you know they'll be more well rested more well rested. Plus again, yeah. legitimately Jordan Tiamu is um and my eyes, again, I thought he proved himself at the end of the season last year, but new team, new system, I feel like is a bit more of a question mark without the NFL experience that Ben Denucci and Josh Gordon have. So
0: that's fair. That's fair. I don't know if riding the Nucci bus is gonna be the best the best bet for you, but you know, if, but if you the that out. <laughs> <The Nucci. laughs> if you if you want to, you know, take a seat on the Nucci bus, that's on you. Um you got let's the let's train. Happens. I got the the Gucci bus <laughs> oh man I, it, like the thing <laughs> i'm hope that i want to see and that i'm hopeful for this weekend is just good football like just put yeah just put a good product out there that entertains people and gets them interested because that's what you're going to need to to be successful is to have fans and build an audience and i think the usfl did a good enough job of that in year one last year that you will have People like us, and not just because we have a podcast, but we genuinely genuinely like some of the players in, in in the USFL. We'll be watching in year two. I'm particularly interested to see Case Cooks in year two with the Stars because um, he looked fantastic, and we'll get to that in like two months ish. Um, but that's what that's what the XFL needs is is a good product on the field that's going to keep keep people invested, keep people interested, and keep them around week after week after week and leading into hopefully a second season next year. Uh, But that's, that's what I'm hopeful for, man. It's just put a good product on the field.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'd be doing a podcast on it if we weren't interested in it. Like, so hopefully they just give us a reason to give us a reason to keep wanting to do this with the spring leagues. Um, USFL. USFL starting in April behind the xfl might be a problem for it especially with how many people came over from the usfl to the xfl but we'll see i'm I'm still interested um if deandre johnson is still there um if case cook is still there if brian scott goes back like yeah um there's definitely some fun players there were some fun players to watch last year that could still be there so
0: yeah i i don't i don't like the way that the usfl like everything everything the xfl has done thus far I thought was a great decision. And the fact that they're playing in home markets, the fact that they're um they're they're probably gonna have more fans in the stands because of that. Um the fact that they partnered with ESPN, I I I believe, I don't wanna say this for certain, but I believe every XFL game will be Available on ESPN+. Plus, So if you have ESPN+, Plus and you don't have regular cable, you will still be able to watch XFL. Don't hold me to that yet. We'll find out this weekend, but I'm fairly certain that's the way it is. Um, the USFL doesn't have any of that. They're not playing in home markets, necessarily. They're playing in hub cities. Um, and their TV deal is with Fox and NBC, which... Is fine. NBC has Peacock, but that doesn't mean that all the games will be streaming on Peacock because they're splitting it with Fox. Um, and I just think that I think that they're just making bad moves. And the way that they continue to try to market it, you look at some of the commercials that they played during the Super Bowl for the USFL. They all kind of, kind of, were insulting to the XFL in the oh, sense. Oh yeah, no, they like, were
1: they were pretentious. They were like, come watch yes, real football. Like, yes.
0: Uh, yes. uh
1: knowing you're playing this during the super bowl man like come on
0: knowing knowing <laughs> that that the xfl is starting in six days they were sitting there saying oh no 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 just wait two months until real football comes back and it's like come on now come on. like like there's no reason to be picking a fight here the best thing these two leagues could do is support each other and, and instead of being in direct competition, say, hey, let's work together to build our audience together because we're probably going to have the same audience. And so instead of fighting for one, let's embrace the other. Um, and I've and I've said that I think the best way these two leagues could survive is if they actually um, merge. And I do think that will eventually be what happens with them, is I do think they will eventually merge to form a 16-team league and very similarly to the NFL have a... I don't even know if you want to call it the same leagues, but have an XFL conference, a USFL conference, and the two winners of of those conferences will play each other in their version of the Super Bowl, their their championship. Um, I think that would be the best thing that could happen with these two leagues, and I do think, ultimately, if if they are both to survive, that will be what happens. One either absorbs the other, or they simply merge and find a way to do it together. Um, But I don't think trying to be competitive is is the best option for them
1: yeah no just but i i think you just i i've i feel like i've learned a lot about trash talking this year like between fantasy football and (laughs) uh and then just like because i used to be a big trash talker for the chiefs too and then just kind of seeing like how my fantasy football season went at the end of the year i'm like I respect the Jags. I can't really talk trash to the Bengals before the game because they've had our number, and I respect right. the Eagles. So I'm like, just celebrate the good things you have. Like, yeah, there's no reason to, to start all that. I, I I love a good trash talk, but I like trash talking to you guys. I'm not going to trash talk, like, teams for no reason. Like, I'm going to trash talk the Packers because they're your team, and that's just fun to make you upset, so.
0: Well, they ain't my, ain't my team no more,
1: so yeah that, you're gonna that, that ship you're gonna sell. start you're gonna start rooting for a team i like you jerk
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man well we will see what happens with the xfl this weekend um i'm hopeful for some good games i think it'll be fun uh, but as always we appreciate you tuning in and listening and supporting in whatever fashion that you choose to do so if you're watching this on youtube go ahead and click that subscribe button, and you can be notified every single week when we go live. Um, if you're listening to us uh, in podcast form, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you, uh, I guess, follow us. I think you can do that with podcasts, can't you? You can, like, follow it to where you get the updates for for a new episode.
1: Yeah, I get a notification um, anytime, like, uh, I, I follow Booth Review. Anytime yeah. a new episode of Booth Review comes out, it pops up at the top of my... On my list with a little blue yeah. do dot next to it, like, I, "Hey, idiot! There's a new episode. Listen to it."
0: I feel like as a podcaster, I should know these things. But <laughs> well, <laughs> how know. many pod, how <laughs> many podcasts are you listening to though? I listen to a decent amount, and that's primarily what I listen to on when Spotify I'm on the road for work. Yeah, yeah, on Spotify. Yeah, they they are they, uh, all funny, they're all up there. So I'm assuming I follow them. Um, but yeah, if there's a way for you, for you to follow us on your given podcast platform. Hey, please do it. We'll be much appreciative. Um, but come hang out with us on our social, on our social medias, um, the most important one, probably being Discord. That's where we've been, we're the most active. However, I believe Pete is going to get us going with some um, tic-tacs. I believe that's the uh, that's that's the plan. Is that correct?
1: With some tic-tacs? Yeah. I'm going to work on it. I need to figure out how to actually clip from YouTube, but I'll just... I think i can download youtube videos and just go through it and edit it from there so that will be that'll be something i I figure out
0: if i can assist in any way with uh getting you the video footage then i will but uh yeah uh i believe that's everything so as always i think that's that chat